0: Faith, the lifestyle of the kingdom. And I love teaching on faith um, because I, as I teach on faith, God always reveals to me things that um, I have not seen yet. And, um, and we're going to share some of those with you um, this morning. But before we get in the word, I want to just encourage all of you all um, to begin to make it a daily practice to read your Bible. Uh, nobody said you had to read four or five chapters. I mean, I don't care if you just read a a paragraph or whatever, but get into practice daily of reading your Bible because there's so many things in the Word of God that we cannot cover when we come here um, on Sunday mornings. But I believe if you will commit um, to read your Bible on a consistent basis, I believe that God will begin to reveal some things about his Word that he has in it, especially for you. You will begin to see not only, you know, things and promises in the Bible, but you also begin to see how you are called to live in the earth. And I think that that's one of the things that is missing in the church is that um, somehow we forget how we are called to live because we are the church and we are called to live a certain way. Praise the Lord. Amen. So if you will, you know, join um, join with me and and, and and my family, you know, as we you know, open the scriptures daily um, to read and to learn and to glean from it. I think your life will be the better for it. So if you will, go to Hebrews 4 and 12, and we're going to pick it up um, right there um, this morning. Praise the Lord. All right, Hebrews 4 and verse 12. And a good place to start will be uh, with the Pauline books or the, or the books we can say that Paul um, wrote to the church. Good place to start for you. And I believe if you're, if you're delving those um, on a daily basis, you'll be blessed. All right. Hebrews 4 and verse 12. And it says, uh, For the word of God is quick and powerful. Underline that word powerful and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is, the discer- and is a discerner of the faults and the intents of the heart. So we see in the scripture that the word of God is powerful. Somebody say powerful. Now, y'all didn't too many people say that. Powerful. Somebody say the word of God is powerful. God is powerful. Let's do it again. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is powerful. Now, you, you have to, listen, you have to believe this. You got it? That the Word of God is powerful. And I like to say it like this, that there is power contained in the seed of the Word. So when you have the Word of God, you also have the what? Power God. You got it? So, so when, I'm, when, when I think I need power, you know, I only really need the Word. You got it? Now go, go to John. Go to John 1. Go to John 1. Let's move a little farther in this. Because I think people, you know, they, they, they discount the power of the word. You got it? The word is mighty powerful, you know. <laughs> and when you voice it with faith, things changes. All right. John 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word what? God. Was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was what? Made. So, it says, so so scripture clearly says here in verse 1 of John, it also says that the word is God. Come on, come on, come on. No, it says, and the word is God. It said the word was God, so the word is God. All right. Now drop down to verse 14 and it says, and the word was made what? Flesh. Flesh. And who is that talking about? That's talking about Jesus. Jesus. It says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. So when Jesus walked the earth, he was the walking word. All right. So when you see, when you read the Gospels and you see the life of Jesus in earth, you understand that Jesus was the walking word. So when the word showed up, the power showed up. Now, this is why we'll look at this account in a second. This is why, you know, when the woman with the issue of blood and Mark believed that, believed Jesus and she touched him in his garment, something supernatural happened in her life because Jesus was The walking word. All right. Now go go to Mark 5. Go to Mark 5 verse 25. And let's look at this. So this woman. You got it. She acted on the word by touching Jesus. Power automatically left his body without his permission. Because the lady engaged the law. All right. Now that law is faith taps the supernatural power of the kingdom. All right, when we understand this, faith taps the supernatural power of the kingdom. Faith taps the supernatural power of the kingdom. What did I say, Mark 5? All right, uh, Mark 5, verse 25. Mark 5, verse 25. And it says, it says, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in behind, came in depressed behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall behold. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the what? Plague. And Jesus, this is what I want to focus on, immediately knowing in himself that virtue, or you can say power, had gone out of him, turned him about in the peer, in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Now we can see, now Jesus, this lady, did not come to Jesus and ask Jesus to heal her. No, he didn't come up. She didn't come up to him and ask Jesus to heal her. He listened. He didn't even know who touched her. But when she touched him in faith, it engaged the law. So now what had to happen is that now power had to leave him, who we know is the walking word, word, watch this, and change her situation. Now, Now this is major as it relates to us. Because now if I can get to the point where I believe the word. All right? Now, because this, this is what all of this is about. Because you, we know that this woman believed. Because if she hadn't believed, she wouldn't have been out there. Because she wasn't even supposed to be out there because it was against the law for her to be out there. In that day and time, because she had blood flowing. And when a woman had blood flowing in, there, in this time, she was supposed to stay in the house. She wasn't supposed to be out in the public. You got it. And she had this issue going on for years. You got it. So she was out there illegally but she believed something. She believed something. She believed something. She said something. She did something, and she got something. No, No, you got to catch this. She believed something. She said something. She did something. And she what? And she got something. And you got it. And she did not come to Jesus and ask Jesus for it. Jesus, man, you just get this. She didn't have to go. She didn't have to go ask Jesus, will you heal me? She did. did she ask Jesus? Did anybody say anything? She did not ask Jesus, will you heal me, Jesus? No. She just touched him with faith. And she didn't even have to what? ask him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, you see it is believing, it is the believing of this word that releases the supernatural power of God. Just like when good seed hits good soul, in the natural, something is going to break through that all can see. When you put good seed in good soul, you got it. Eventually, you're going to see something in the natural. So watch this. When the word of God hits a believing heart. Now, initially, you may not see anything because something is going on underneath. You got it? Now, when, 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 when the right thing happens underneath or in the unseen realm, eventually, you're going to see something in the what? In the seen realm. Now, here's the problem. People are not seeing anything in the seen realm because they're not believing anything in the unseen. See, what the problem is, is you won't see something, but you haven't believed anything. You got it. But if I will believe, see, this is why I tell, listen, listen, there should come a time. If you say you believe God, there should come a time in the natural when you see what you say you believe. Now, I didn't say you're going to see it today. I didn't say you're going to see it five years from now. I didn't say you're going to see it ten years from now. But this is the thing. If you believe it, you have to what? See it. You got it? it does, listen, it doesn't have a choice. Just like if you put good seed in good soil. You got it? Something going to break that dirt. You got it? So this is what we got to do as it relates to the Word of God. Somebody say, I'm going to see something. something. So, in very simple terms, whatever you need, whatever you need in your life is found in Jesus. No, 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 no. see, now, now, now here's the problem, because you got to understand this. Jesus is the Word. You got it? So whatever you need in life is found in what? Jesus. You got so if I'm if I'm lacking something in my life, I know that it's found in who? In Jesus. And there can be no faith without Jesus. Just like there can be no faith without the word. Come on, there can be no faith without what? Jesus. Because Jesus is the what? He is the word. Now, go to Romans 1. Go to Romans 1. Romans 1. Romans 1, verse 16. Romans 1, verse 16. Romans 1, verse 16. Why don't you never say hurry, 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 Come on. <laughs> Romans 1, verse 16. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the what? Power of God unto what? Salvation. Now that word salvation simply means deliverance. So the gospel is the power of God. That leads to what deliverance to who? Everyone that believes. That is, it is <laughs> okay? that, that no, that is because y'all were slow. <laughs> to everyone that what? Believe. Now this is what this means. You got it. If you don't believe, there is no power available. <laughs> no, this we got to break it down because people getting confused because. Now, the power is only available to them that what? This is why all the other people could be around Jesus touching him. But no power left him when everybody else touched him. Why? Because nobody else touched him believing. But when she touched him believing, watch this, power left him Watch this, and impacted her. Amen. See, so, so, so the problem is, is when we, when we live a life void of power, the problem is not the word. The problem is the one that is called to believe the word. You got it? When I believe, power going to be there. Now, now power is going to be there. I, listen, I don't even have... listen. I don't even have to concern myself about the power. What I need to do is I need to be concerned about my believing. Because if I believe, the power is going to be released. Somebody say, if I believe, the power will be released. Now, it says that this is the power of God unto what? Salvation or unto what? Deliverance. Watch this. Deliverance from what? from whatever got you bound. No, no, no. no. See, you want to limit this to just salvation or just what we say, what we call say, just, you know, saved. No, this power that is found in this word, you got it, can deliver you from anything that has you bound. So now if lack got you, no, if lack got you and you believe the gospel or you believe the word, then power is going to be released in your life to get you free from lack. Now, if you, now, if you are sick in your body and you what? Believe, then there is power in that word that will be released that will deliver you from what? Sickness. So what I got to do is I got to understand anything that may have you bound. You got it? There is power in the word to get you free. Now, that is good news. Because this is what this means to me. It means that I never have to be bound by another thing in my life. So watch this. If you bound, it's because you choose to be what? Bound. If you're a believer. Because now, if I want to get free... Come on, only thing I got to do what? Man, this is good news. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to be, see, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you in a few minutes why, why people are not excited about this. The only thing I got to do is believe the word. That's it. That's, that's my, that's, that, that is the criteria that must be met by me. You got it? Because anything that you ever have need of Jesus has already provided it. When you need healing, Jesus don't scurry around in heaven and say we got to whip up some healing. No, when he, well listen, when he, when he, listen, when he created the earth, he put in the earth everything the earth will ever need in order to sustain itself. Jesus, glory be to God. Everything. Everything, everything, not nothing else. He, he don't have to run up there when we need some more air. He said, well, we got to go make some more air, Jesus, come on. They a little short this morning. We got to make some more air. No, this is why, man, listen, let me tell you something. When these folks start talking about all this global warming and all that, see, let me tell you something. See, that's how people think that don't know God. God is already taking into account everything that man will ever do in this earth. Now, now, every uh, listen, it, it okay. Everything that man has ever done, God has already taken account. And since He's already taken account for it, He's already made the provision for it. Amen. See now, now, if you, if your mind can't, re- that's 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 up to you. See, so I don't get caught up in all of this stuff that's trying to put me in fear, because I understand. Watch this. God has already provided for me whatever I'm gonna need. In order, watch this, to live the life He's called me to live in the what earth. So, so now fear can't grip me, because if fear gets you, then the Bible says fear causes torment. That's what it says. When you get a, when you get a person in fear, you got it. Fear causes what torment. So when you get in torment, you will do anything. All right. Let me, let me keep going. I, I, I kind of threw some of y'all off, I think. No, because y'all, but, but see, you got to believe, listen, God has already provided for everything. Amen. See, was, no, no, see, what we won't do. We won't pick and choose what God has provided for. God has provided for everything. Everything. Ain't nothing that man can come up with that can throw God off. There ain't nothing. Ain't nothing that man can do. Nothing. Do do y'all believe this? Now, it's nothing that man can do that's going to catch God by surprise. The Bible says that God is the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and he's the end and he's everything in between. So it's nothing. So watch this. You have no need to fear. If you now, if you don't believe that, then you might need to fear. You got it. But if you really believe, listen, God got this. No, God, no, man, listen, man ain't bigger than God. So you know what? Even in the midst of craziness, watch this. I'm gonna trust who? God. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So, so now what I got to ask myself is I got to ask myself, what do I want deliverance from? Because now there's power in the word, watch this, to get me free. You got it? So I had. what do I really want deliverance from? Because now watch this, if you don't want deliverance from it, you ain't going to get it. Because some people are comfortable being bound. Been bound so long. Come on, watch this, being bound has become your new home. You don't even have no desire to be free. Okay, go to Romans, go to Romans 4. (laughs) Romans 4, caught up in this craziness of this world. You're supposed to march to the beat of another drum. Bound up in their craziness, going back and forth with folk in this world that don't know God. That's why I'm saying that's why folk don't know the church because we act just like them, fussing and bickering about this and about that. I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you before you leave here that what Paul said about that mess. I'm gonna show you what Paul said about it. Romans 4, verse 17. Stick my message, no rabbit trails. Romans 4, watch this verse 17. It says, As it is written. I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. were. Now, what I want you to pay attention to, I want you to pay attention to the first couple of words. It says, as it was what? Okay, question, where was it written? In the word. Go to Genesis. Come on. come on. Genesis 17. Go to Genesis 17. Genesis 17, verse verse 5. Genesis 17, verse 5. I got to believe this word. I got to believe. This is what I got to do. I got to believe this word. In regardless of what's going on around me, in regardless of what folks do to me, in regardless of what folks say about me, you got it. my job is to believe what? The word. All right. Now watch this. Genesis 17 verse 5. It says, Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For what? For a father of many nations. Watch this. Have I made thee. So God changes Abram's name to Abraham to signify to him and everybody else that he, God, had already made Abram a father of many when in the natural he was not the father of any. All right, now we're going to work on on this for a little bit. Now, what is a written word for us was an audible word for Abraham. So what we see as a written word Today, to Abraham was an audible word from God. Jump up, jump up to verse 3. Verse 3, it says, And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, what? Saying. So God was speaking directly to Abraham, and he was saying this, Abraham, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt, uh-oh, shall, or shall, or shall, or will be a father of what? Amen. Now, now let's, stay, let's stay with this. Because now, we, I just showed in the verse, you got it, where he called him the father of many, where he, where he wasn't the father of what? Amen. But then we see when he's given him the promise, he tells him, watch this, Abraham, you will be. Or you Will now it looks like it contradicts itself? Did y'all just read what I read in verse three? And Abraham fell in the face God talked with him and said, "Verse four: As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou will, and thou will. If I tell you that you will be, that means you must not already be. If I, no, come on, let's think. If I tell you you will be. That means that at the present state, when I'm telling you that, you're not. All right. So, <laughs> in his present, so this is what this means, in his present fatherless state, God talked with him about his future. That was no longer fatherless. Okay. Okay. We're gonna leave. We're gonna a principle here. This is why I love teaching faith. You got it? When God shows up, he doesn't talk to you about your present or your past. He's only going to talk to you about your future. Okay, okay, okay. Now, now hold, let's talk about this. If God is not going to talk to you about your present or your past, why are you talking about it? Now now let's talk about it because everybody we talk to, they want to talk about what's happening to them right now or what somebody did to them back then. But when God, come on, let's talk about this. But when God shows up and wants to talk to you, God is going to talk to you about your future. He says, I could care less about what's going on right now or about what happened Back then, what I'm concerned about is where you're gonna be. But now now watch this. But when he shows up and he begins to talk to you about what he has for you, you have to believe what he says about you in your future, in your present. Oh man, get this. No, 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 even though he's talking to you about your future. You got to count it as so in your what? Present. Okay. Okay. Come on. Come on. on. No, right now. So when you see, listen, when you see the promise, when you see your future, you don't rejoice in your future. You rejoice in your present because, watch this, your present has now become your new future. Listen, e- even when I don't have no sense, Ram, evidence of it. On, See now, watch this. See, he ch- listen, listen, listen. Catch this. Abraham means father of many. All right, now Abram had to believe in his present when God told him that he was the father of. Many when he didn't have any, so so now, so what I gotta do is now I gotta condition myself when I receive the promise or I hear a word from God. Then at that moment, watch this, I gotta call it like God called it. Okay, watch it now. Yeah, why did God change his name? Now, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You, see, this is what i tell you, you reading the Bible. You got to begin to ask yourself, why did God change? Why God got to change his name? You want to know why? Because God had to get Abram to speak in agreement with what he said. See, when a- every time Abraham would call his name, what he was saying is, um, Father, a minute. No, 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 when he, listen, when he didn't have any evidence of it. So now, why God changed his name was to get him to speak in agreement with what he had already said about his future. Okay. Okay, let's, let's look at, man, if we can just get this. So, so, let's, let's talk about sickness. Let's talk about sickness. Folks are always sick for some reason. No, I'm I, 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 I sick I all time. I, 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 you got this guy. Sick, no. So let's talk about sickness. Let's talk about it because it's a real thing, right? But we've given a promise in His Word. All right. Now this is what we got to do. Watch this. When sickness shows up in my present, what I got to do is now in my present state, when I'm experiencing sickness, I have to say. Or speak in agreement with what God has said about my future. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. This is how it works. So, in the midst of my sickness, my present state, I must say, "Come on, by His stripes, come on, I'm what yeah. heal I must speak in agreement with what God says. Yeah, yeah. So, in listen. So when I'm experiencing lack in my life, when I'm experiencing poverty in my present, when I'm experiencing shortage in my present, I can't say I don't have no money. No, 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 no. But I say, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in what? God. See, in the midst of my present, which it's contrary to what God has said about my future, I got to speak in agreement with what God said. And watch this, people don't do it, they don't believe it, so that's why they don't tap no power. They might line up exactly with what they present look like. And, it, this, and faith don't work like that. Oh, y'all getting this? This is why I been. I love teaching faith, man. But people don't get, see, so, and I'm telling you, it's because something will show up this week. I sit here and I tell you this, I tell you what the word says. You got it, and then something will show up this week, and your mouth will line up exactly with what your present or your circumstance says. And then you wonder why. Watch this, it stays in your life. Got it? Now, I ain't say, listen, let me just let me say something. I ain't say it didn't show up. But I tell you what, I be daggone if it's going to stay there. Amen. No, no, you, <laughs> no, okay, praise the Lord. Okay, praise the Lord, hallelujah, glory be to God. I just wonder when the church is going to start believing the Bible. When are we going to start believing this? Or are we just going gonna to keep on doing this religious duty of coming to church? You got it? But our lives continue to be void of power. You tap the power by believing the word. You don't believe the word, you don't tap no what? Power. All right. So, in his present fatherless state, God talked with him about his future that was no longer fatherless. But in the present, He changed Abraham's name to be in agreement with his future. So God told Abraham something and gave him no natural evidence of what he told him except what he should call himself from that day forward. He didn't give give Abraham no evidence of what he said. He told him, your name is what? Abraham. I've called you to be the father of what? Many nations. He gave him no evidence of that except for, watch this, a name change. And the name change was for him to begin to speak in agreement with what God has said, when in the natural, everything else is saying something else. This is what's going on. In the natural, everything was he was still old, Sarah was still burned, the whole nine yards. In the natural, everything was still going just like it was doing. But God gave him something to say. You got it? Even when, watch this. Everything in the natural looked contrary to what God told him about his future. All right? Praise the Lord. Now, now, so the only verification Abraham had for the the promised future was what he was calling himself in his present. All right? So now let me ask you a question this morning. What you calling yourself? No, 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 no. No, you name. Let's talk about it. What you calling yourself? Because whatever you calling yourself in your present is what you're going to be in your future. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Whatever you calling yourself in your present right now is what you're going to be in your future. So if you want a future that's different from your present, you better start calling yourself that now. Got it? Even, listen, even when I don't have no sense where I'm evidence of it. Right now, I'm going to get an agreement with what God has already said about me. And you got to say, listen, you got listen, you got to speak. This is why you got to know the word of God. You got to tell folk all the time. You know, there's promises in the Bible. But if you don't know them, they don't do you no good. Ain't nothing working in your life. You got it? Then you need to begin to declare. Whatever I set my hands to, it prospers. Come come on. Why? Because that's a what? That's a promise. Now, everything you set your hand to now ain't working well for nothing. Matter of fact, it's going the opposite. It looks like everything you try to put your hands to, it goes in the opposite direction. Now, in the midst of that going on, you got to find out what the word says. The word says that everything I put my hands to, it prospers in the name of Jesus. So even when I'm putting my hands and stuff and it look like it's going in the negative, I don't speak in agreement with that. I speak in agreement with what that word says. So even when everything is going in the negative, I'm putting my hands to it and I say, it prospers in the name of Jesus. Man, this is good stuff. What is good stuff? That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay, Lord. All right. Now, now, now. Let's keep going. So, all right. What are you calling yourself? Are you calling yourself broke? Are you calling yourself sick? Depressed? What are you calling yourself? No, I, I ain't saying what you're saying in here around everybody else. I won't know what you're saying at night. When it ain't nobody around but you, because that's what you really believe. Well, let's let, 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 let's talk about what you're saying when everything's going good. Now, I want to know what you're saying when everything in your life—forget it—when all hell done broke loose. Yeah. Now, what? No, what are you saying? Now, what are you saying now? What are you saying when everything in your life has gone? I mean, has gone away? What are you saying then? Because what you say then, watch this, is really what you believe. That's really what you believe. <laughs> Man, listen, this. Listen, the Bible is not magic. It ain't no slot machine that you put a cord in and pull the handle. No, what the Bible is is I got to believe what God has said. Watch this above everything else. Alright, let's keep going. So it's our job to believe what he says. Because if not, if I don't believe what he says about me, even though he has watched this, a future planned out for me, I can cause a breach of promise. I can cause it. Go to go to go to numbers 14. Now, in other words, Whatever God initially intended for me will not come to pass because I did not believe him. And when I don't believe him, the power that is in the word cannot be released to bring the promise to pass in my life. Note, when God gives you his word, his part is done. Period. Selah. When he gives you his word, when he gives you his word about your situation. Watch this. His part is done. All right. That's it. Don't look for him do that. He didn't you his word. All right. What I say. Numbers fourteen. Come on, re- real quick. Numbers fourteen, verse thirty-four. It says, "After the number of days in which you search the land, even forty days, e- each day for a year, shall shall you bear your iniquities? Even forty years. Watch this." And you shall know my breach of promise. Or you can say it like this: and you shall know the altering of my purpose. Which means God has something else in store for your future. Because this is what happened to them. But because they didn't believe it, all right, it caused an altering. of what he intended, watch this, for you to have. Now, let's, let's look at this. Because a whole lot of people think, you know, just because God said it, it's going to come to pass in their life. They see a promise. This is what happens in this situation. All right? I know, I know it because I know it has happened in my own personal life. You got it? Now, what, listen, what I'm doing right now, exactly what I'm doing right now, preaching the gospel, I believe my daddy was called to do it. But my daddy never did it. He stopped short. So he died where he stopped. Got it? Now, so now, that word that God said got to come to pass. So now, even if you don't do it, what happens is, is it get kicked to another generation. Or another generation. Until God finds somebody in your lineage that's willing to believe him. You got it? And then, watch this, that promise that was intended for you comes to pass in your grandchild or your child or your great-grandchild. But it was initially intended for you, but because you didn't believe God, you got it, it caused a breach. Because it got to come to pass, because God said it. No, when God said it's got to come to pass, it's just not coming to pass in your life. You got it? So, so, so see, I, see, I know this thing. In my, I know exactly that what I'm doing right now, my daddy was called to do. You got it? But he didn't do it. He stopped short and he died at 49. See, this is why people don't understand. See, I don't play when it comes to doing what God told me to do. I don't care who like it. I don't care who like it. I want, I, want to, I want to be doing what God told me to do. You got it? Now, children of Israel, we ain't got to go through all this. You got it? They ended up, what happened? They ended up dying in the wilderness. No, they did. They ended up dying in the wilderness. Was that God's original intent? His original intent was them to go into what? promise. But watch this. They did not believe God. And then their mouth began to line up with something else. I wish we just had a diet in the wilderness. That's what they say. I showed it to you last week. That's what they said. Drop over, watch your verse, verse 28. Come on, verse 28. twenty eight. it says, Say unto them, As truly as I live, said the Lord, watch this, as you have Spoken in my ears Come on So Will I what? So now you you said it God didn't say nothing about them dying in the wilderness They said it so God just did what they said and believed that, That's 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 all that, that's, that's all that happened He just did what they said and believed. that was not his original Or initial intent for them his intent was for them to live in the what promise but they did what believe question why didn't they believe now we've been looking at this for about two weeks why didn't they why didn't they believe the promise Uh because of what they saw watch this and what they saw created something called fear Oh my God. Whenever fear shows up, it'll cause you to do something that is contrary to what God has said. Every time folk get afraid, they start saying and do stuff that they know ain't scriptural. Somebody do something to them in the natural. They start doing and saying stuff they know ain't scriptural. Why? Because, watch this, they are determining their action based off what they see, based off what they heard, or based off what they're experiencing. But here's where you got to be careful. Here's what you you better be very careful of. You better make sure you don't believe what you're really saying. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, (laughs) so because they did not believe him, watch this, they revoked the promise, not God. They altered the promise, not God. Alright? Go to Genesis 12. Let's talk about this a little bit. So, This is what I got to understand. I got to understand God's M.O. When God speaks, he does not talk to us about our present state. He speaks by way of our future state that is already, watch this, his present state. Let me me say this again now, because you got to understand God is outside of time. All right. So when God speaks, he does not talk to us about our present state. He ain't talking to you about your present. He ain't talking to you about your past. He speaks by way of your future. That is already his present. Okay. In the mind of God, his future is already your present. In the mind of God. I mean, your your future. My fault. Your future is his present. So the... uh, Okay. Let's, let me get scholarly, scholarly on you. Scholarly, whatever. Whatever. Scholarly. Okay. In the Hebrew language, there is no tense except for now, now you, 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 you hear what I'm saying? It's either complete or incomplete. That's it. It's either complete or incomplete. That's that's, that's that's all it is. It's either complete or it's incomplete. Period. You're either going to see something that's incomplete or you're going to see something that's what? Complete. When you look at Hebrew. You got it? So in the mind of God, when he speaks to you, he speaks to you in the form that whatever it is that he's saying is already Complete. Not, 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 not later. In the mind of God it's complete what? The moment he said it he sees it as what? Complete. Already done. Got it? Alright. So <laughs> when he shows up to talk to you about your current state It's always about getting you up from where you are to getting you where he called you to be. In the mind of God, he don't care what you did last night. He don't care. You got it? So when he shows up, he's going to talk to you about, okay, this is where you are, but this is where I called you to be. So now you got to get up from where you are so that you can get to where I called you to what? Be. So let's don't keep not on talking about where you are right now or where you've been. Let's talk about, watch this, where you're going. All right? We see this with the, uh, we see this with the life of, of Abraham and Terah, his father. If you read on um, the end of chapter 11, it makes this statement, and it says that Terah and Abraham and Sarah and Lot, and everybody was on their way to Canaan. But it says, watch this, that terror gets to Haran, and what he does is he dwells there. He stops short of where he was supposed to what? Be. Now watch this, where he stopped, he died. Got it? Then we see God showing up to, showing up to Abraham and said, get thee out of thy country you right, so oh, go hey, oh, Genesis twelve verse one. Yeah. Come on, I'm gonna show you this in the New Testament too. Why Just stay with me. Genesis twelve verse one. Man, this stuff is life changing. But I tell you, up we in the United States, we've just have become so accustomed and so fat, and you know we provide for our needs and all this kind of stuff. Man, when the word go forth, we just like okay, well, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Oh. Man, like it don't even affect you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Genesis 12, verse 1. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy what? Country, and from thy kindred, and from thy... Until a land... What? That I will what? So he, he... Listen, he showed Abraham... Listen, Abraham, listen. Boy, your daddy was hard-headed. Come on now, what you gonna do? You gonna be hard headed just like him? <laughs> now you don't mess around. Done took Lot, which ain't he, Ted? You, you took got Lot, witch, and all this kind of stuff. Now, he ain't show up. Now he showed up, Abraham. And this is what he said: Abraham, get up and get going. Come on to where I. To, listen, I'm trying. See, this is what I'm trying to do. Is I'm trying to give you God's mo because people don't know when God is talking. See, this is this worldly wisdom where folk want to always talk about their past and their present. This is why, this is why, this is why, this is why folk don't want to come to me for for marital counseling. Because we're not going to sit in there and talk about what everybody did. What good did that do? Because every time you think about what they did, you get mad. So why am I going to sit in there and talk about everything that happened way back the, no, let's talk about this is where you are and this is where God has called you to be. Now, how are we going to get there? You got it? Now, if we can't talk about that, I'm not the person to counsel you. You go to and Pharaoh and let him talk about how bad you feel. My name is not Dr. Field. Well, we're going to sit around for the next two hours and talk about the problem. My, here's my question: Do you want to get beyond this? Yes. Okay. We don't need to talk about all that mess. Need to talk about every mistake you made or every mistake they made. But that's the human nature of people. Okay. Let, let, let go. Go to go to John. John five. I'm gonna show you. Sure. I, mean, you just, you, 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 I mean, you just ain't got no compassion. You just don't care nothing about what folk feel. I sure don't. <laughs> no, she tell you, I don't to get in that mess, man. You just sit there talking about that mess. all about your feelings all the time. It's your problem. You need to get out of your feelings. Because you cannot judge this word based off your feelings. In the midst of everything going negative, you still got to be positive. Now in the midst of it. In the midst of it, right now. Why well, folk think they got a right to act some kind of way because they feel some kind of way. You don't have the way. Yeah, I, I know you're mad. I know you're upset, but you still don't get that. You still don't get the cuss folk out. Christian. 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 Do y'all know what Christian means? Come on. What is it? Somebody who said, somebody said, what is it? Christ like. So you just cussing them out. Was that, was that what Christ did? Christ just go slam off. You <laughs> Blippity, blip blip, 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 blip. <laughs> did you see Jesus do that? So that ain't Christ like. So here you go. Why you doing it? I told my men something yesterday. I'm going to give y'all men this that won't at my breakfast yesterday morning. But I've been looking at something in Scripture, and I've never really seen it before. But I was looking at this, and I told y'all, y'all know I've been talking about this, this situation with this guy, you got it, that was sleeping with his dad's wife. You got it? And, and, how, Paul, and how Paul dealt with him. I mean, Paul, it was severe, man. This, this New Testament now. Paul made this statement, Paul says, turn that one. first. he said put him out. He says, and you turn that one over to the devil. No, so that the devil can destroy his flesh. So that maybe God will save his soul. Now, now this is, now whole hold, you got to say, now he didn't say, now Paul didn't talk like this about anything else. In the, in, I mean, in the New Testament that I can see up to this point. But he, about sexual sin. You got it? He, he makes this statement. So I, to, I, told, I told my men yesterday, I said, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. I said, now, I'm sitting in this thing is serious. You got it? Because what I can see in Scripture is that a man or a woman who continues in sexual sin... Watch this, as far as Paul is concerned, didn't say you did it, missed it, you know, and went on. But he says you do it and you continue to do it and you continue to do it. He said that one, he says you turn him over to the devil. So that why? The devil can destroy his what? If you mess around and you get in sexual sin, and can't get out, it'll kill you. Flesh, body. So I'm sitting here, i ask you, well, why is that? Why is that so? Why is that so, I mean, why is it so harsh with that? And then I was reading, I think it was the Corinthians, or I may be wrong, because I remember reading Romans and Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. And then he makes this statement. He says, when a person commits sexual sin, watch this, now those two become one. They join themselves one to another. So the same thing that's supposed to happen between you and Jesus, or you and your wife, or your husband, now you're doing it with somebody else. So I told him, I said, well, (laughs) (laughs) we just don't need to do that. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care how bad you want to. No, if you in here right now you've been doing it up, stop. <laughs> <laughs> doc, doc, that's all I'm talking. No, ain't anyway, we got to sit here and talk about what you did. Now, come on, come on, doc, because I believe, I believe that, y'all better hear me, because I really believe the moment you repent and stop, I believe that thing cuts off right then. I don't care if you did it two million times before now. I, I mean, that's just what I believe. But Paul, it was crazy. Paul said, I've judged this matter already. He said, I ain't even with you, but I've judged it. Because sexual sin is powerful, man. Man, folk kill each other because of sexual sin. I watched snapped. <laughs> I do. I watch it. Them jokers be trick. The joke jokers be the snap. Joker. I damn. The snap. You don't be. <laughs> oh, get back to my left. Get back to my left. Get back to my left. Jokers just get crazy. Don't get crazy. I mean, they just lose it for a moment. You got the? Yeah. <laughs> that? It's something. I'm serious, man. You got these jokers. I tell. You, I, I, I. And it ain't just marriage. You no, know, I tell you know, I tell my you know, Chelsea School, girl, You know, you hook yourself up with some crazy Joker. Joker, straight. He, no, he seemed on the outside. He seemed, you know, normal until you went there with him. Now, that uh, joke go crazy. Did what? No, that's what Paul said. Let me get back to my lesson. <laughs> I didn't mean to get on that, but I'm telling y'all, man, we need to. Now, see, I don't believe. Listen, this is my thing. I don't believe things are in the word just to be in the word. Okay, and I believe we need to take a look at that. He dealt very harshly with that situation. He didn't. Now he didn't say that the boy wasn't saved. He said, but this one. He said, you put away, and see, this is what I'm telling you. I'm going to say this, man. Listen, I'm just under, <laughs> I'm just, I just, believe, man, listen, man, people, we ain't teaching the Bible no more. This is why all this foolishness is going on in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We really ain't teaching the Bible no more, man. You start reading, that's why I told y'all, start reading your Bible. And see what this guy be saying about fornication and, uh, and adulterers and lies and people that steal and all. He said, they ain't going to inherit the kingdom of God. But we sit around here. We think somehow in the church we don't got. This, we think we can do all that and still inherit. Man, we need to talk about this. But the church don't. We don't, don't talk about it no more, man. No, you know everything's okay. By whose standard? Some stuff that you want to do, baby, you just can't. You just can't do no more. That's it. That's it. That's fair. You just gotta say no. Now, if you fall. Get back up again. <laughs> you got you got you get up. You don't wallow in it. I made a mistake. But we got to get up. Don't mean I, what I tell people all the time. Don't mean that you ain't got desires and you ain't got impulses. We're gonna talk about it in a few minutes. They real. You just can't act on them. How about if everybody in here acted on what they wanted to do right now? Oh boy, it'd be chaos in here. <laughs> it will be crazy. I mean, it would be straight crazy. If you acted on everything, you were thinking. Come on, just think about it. Y'all know how crazy it would be in here? This is what's going on in the world. That's why the world's so crazy. Watch this. Go, 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 watch this. John 5. Come on, John 5. Come on, let me hurry, hurry, hurry. Hurry, hurry, hurry. John 5, <laughs> verse 1. Watch this. After this, watch this. After this, John 5, verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus uh, went up to Jerusalem. Now there is a, at Jerusalem by the um, sheep market, a pool, which is called um, in, Hebrew, in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of intimate, uh, impotent folk, a blind halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. I told them in Raleigh, I said, listen, listen, wherever you find a bunch of impotent folk run, ain't doing nothing. Watch this, but waiting. Oh okay, okay, okay. That's the breeding ground of unproductivity. Waiting. Doing nothing. I don't mind waiting. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Doing nothing. Come on, watch it. For an angel, what were they waiting for? For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. All right? And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew That he had been now a long time in that case, he said to him, Will thou be made whole? Now that's a yes or no answer. Question. Will thou be made whole? Now what did he now 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 immediately? The one that could turn his situation around just like that. Asked him, Will you be made whole? What did he say? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another stepping down... Before. Now, let's put this in everyday vernacular. Man, these jokers ain't right. They know I've been sitting here 38 years. And every time I get ready to go in the water somebody that showed up last year they jump in and they get healed and I'm still here. Jesus didn't come to talk to that man about his past but watch this that's what the man wanted to talk about I want to talk about why I've been sitting here 38 years his answer was right in front of him saying you ain't got to sit here no more but he won't talk about why I've been here And see, this is why folk don't understand. It's a method to my madness. Why are we going to talk about why you've been there for 38 years? Because when the Lord shows up, he don't want to talk about that. He don't want to talk about all the the crazy stuff, you know, and how bad folk done been to you and how they don't like you and how they mistreated you and how they abused you. He don't want to talk about that. He, He asked one question. Do you want to be whole? Now, here's my thing. Listen. If somebody showed up in this room right now, and I know they had the, uh, they had the power and the authority to give me a million dollars, and they come and ask me, they say, Pastor AJ, you want a million dollars? You know what my next, my, the next thing that come out of my mouth is? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to sit there talking, talk about, man, I've been waiting here for 13 years somebody they give me a minute you know how many folks done been in here and I still it I ain't gonna sit there and gonna be talking about that I say brother write the check right. you got so what now I notice it but I'm trying to get y'all to understand God's mo when God shows up to talk to you he don't want to talk about your past he don't want to talk about how folk done did you he, quiet, cause he already know Bible says Jesus knew he was there 38 years. That's why he was talking to him. So God talking to you, he already what? No. So what you going to tell him for? And then you won't tell everybody else. you going to tell a bunch of folk that can't help you get out. Why? 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 Because you want somebody to say, oh, girl, I can't believe you made it. You know, yeah. you're just so strong. And, yeah. you know, that... no answer? Do you want to be made whole? What? Yeah. right. Then he went through this whole spiel. And then Jesus said to him, man, get up. (laughs) No, no, no. This was Jesus. I mean, it's like what he said to Jesus, it's like Jesus didn't even pay no attention to it. Man, rise up, take up your what? Bed and what? Walk. Well, I thought the Holy Spirit was my comforter know what that word comfort comfort mean? Strength. He strengthens you. All right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now let's go back to Abraham and I'm going to be done. Romans 4, 18. (laughs) We need to talk about what? I mean, people just, I mean, they get in this thing, they act like they're the only one been done wrong. I bet if we ask every, anybody in this room to raise their hand if you've been done wrong, some point in time in your life, I bet you at least 90% of these hands go up, if not all of them. All right? So, you know what you need to do? Get over it. Get over it. Get over it. I don't cry my last tear. No, no, no. Sometimes you got to. No, no. Some of y'all. No, there was a, no. Some of y'all just need to go home. Go home today, and go on and get all get all out of you. Get your whole box of tissue, and just have a quiet. Hey, hey. And then when you get it all out of you, you take that last knot and tissue. You look at it. No, you look at it. You prophesy to it. And you says, you know, you tell you said, I've cried my last tear with you, and then you throw it away and say, "Be gone," <laughs> and be done with it. You got so if you got that, go get it out. But let's don't take ten years to get it out. Get it out right now. And this is what, and this is why people. I mean, do y'all ever notice? You know, see, children. This is why you got to be childlike to come to the kingdom. Have you ever noticed how children can be out in the yard? And boy, they be fighting. I mean throwing shit. I used to do it all the time. When I was little. <laughs> Think I did something with Christian there. We get mad, we get fighting. Out there in the yard. Well, no shade in there. And and then go home and come back. And we right back out there playing again. Like it ain't, like ain't nothing ever happened. Let some grown-ups get mad at each other. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That happened 15 years ago, and you still talking about it. But it's crazy. You take a child, man, they go home get some something to eat, some Kool-Aid. Now, listen, and the very person they were fighting with, can I go back to such and such house? What you want to go back over there for? Do you know what they just did to you? Do you know what they just said about you? And then you want to be around them. Now I want you to think about that. Who right and who wrong? Okay. Okay. Your, your, your be quick to forgive. But let somebody wrong you. You think, yeah, this, listen, this, 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 this is my right. This is my trophy. I earned this. Somebody going to hear me talk about this, about what they did to me and how bad they treated me. And you wear it like a badge. Please, get over it. It ain't the first time somebody did you wrong. And if you live long enough, it ain't going to be the what? Last time. You got it? But just because they did you wrong, that don't give you a right to do them wrong. We do not repay evil for evil. Oh, thank you for that one half a hand clap. <laughs> Whoever gave it. Whoever gave it, thank you for that one half a one. We don't repay evil for evil. You got it? You did me wrong, that does not give me a right to turn around and do what? You wrong. Right? Bible says, this. vengeance is Mine said who? Oh. It ain't yours, baby. It ain't yours. You got God it. is God. Just turn it over to God. Just turn it over to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Romans 4, 18, and we're going to let y'all go. Uh, 18. Watch this. And it says, y'all there? It says, who against hope, come on, believed in what? So against hope, he believed in what? Somebody say, two kinds of hope. All right. So now we got. So when there is no hope, there's still hope. You got it. So now what does that mean? You got the first hope is a natural hope. You got it. So that means in the natural, when you look at the circumstances and you look at the situation, guess what? There is no hope. That's why Abraham had deal. As far as the natural saying, my body dead, say robot dead or whatever, we can't have no kids. I have no natural hope. But against that hope, I got a what? Hope. That second hope is a spiritual hope. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, come on. It's a hope now that is not based on what I see, on what I feel, or what I experience. It is based on what God has what? Said. So now, even when there is no natural hope for a believer, somebody say there's still hope. There's still hope. There's still hope. hope. So I got the hope against hope. But there's never a time in my life where there is no hope. Go to 1 Corinthians 3. (laughs) Never a time. Never a time. Never a time. I know what they say. Never a time. Watch this, watch this, then I'm going to stop. 1 Corinthians 3. First Corinthians 3, verse 3. Man, shoot. Boy, this is good gross. Watch this. 1 Corinthians 3, verse, verse 1. Y'all got it? It says, and our brethren, watch this. Now, I feel like this sometimes. Now, our brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. But as unto carnal, even as to babes, and what, which is what Paul's saying? Man, you know, I really wanted to talk to you, but I really couldn't talk to you because you're a baby. You, you, do you know what you get when an adult try to talk to a baby? <laughs> no understanding. Because a baby can't understand the, the adult. It they don't, they don't, they, they don't happen. So it's just like, so Paul said, I really wanted to talk to you, you know, like an adult, but I couldn't because you ain't nothing but a what? Amen. What about? Well, what I got. Verse 2 I have fed you with what? Milk, and not with what? Meat. For here thereto you were not able to what? Amen. Neither yet now are you what? Amen. For you are carnal. How? For whereas there is among you envying. Strife and divisions are you not? Ho, ho carnal, watch this next word and walk as what I thought I'm supposed to walk as a man. No, you're not. See, that's what folk think you're not just a man, or what would I say, a mere man? Read verse 3 and amplify. Watch this for you are still unspiritual, having the nature of the flesh watch this, under the control of ordinary oh impulse, oh y'all don't, uh, uh, come on not nothing that's not just ordinary just ordinary, you just somebody did you wrong, just ordinary just ordinary impulse is to say something back to them see when you're, listen, no, no, gotcha when you're still under ordinary impulses, Paul said you're still a baby. I don't care; you might be an eighty-year-old baby, but you no, know, because some folks think they mature just because they old. No, that not in the kingdom. That does not mean that you got it. You listen. You're mature when you're still not controlled by ordinary impulses. Now, now let's go back to fornication. Everybody get quiet. <laughs> Come on, man. Wanting to have sex is just an ordinary impulse. Why y'all look? That's why I got children, shirt right there. Well, that's just an ordinary impulse. It's ordinary. Everybody has them. Now, when you're under the control of an ordinary impulse, then Paul says, he did say you won't say. He said you're just carnal. Oh, yeah. You're just, you know, a baby in what? Christ. So now when I handle you for y'all spiritual folk that's adults, when you see believers being controlled by ordinary impulses, watch this, you don't hit a baby with your fist. Okay. You don't, no, you don't do it. See, that's what that, you can't talk about. It. Can we talk about this? No. Look, look, you can look at how they're acting, come on, and tell they're just a baby. See, when, 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 when Chase was two and three, you know, I ain't going to go over there, he pulls something off the coffee table because he's trying to get up, and then it fall and break. I ain't going to go over and grab, wait a You're you minute, you, but I've seen folk act like that to a child. Foolish. You got, you, if you don't, want nobody, you don't want no child to mess up your mess, then don't have no children in your house. Because that's what children do. Right? You're tired of foolishness. That's what it is. Here, a baby. You expect for a baby to wet itself. You ain't going to go beat a baby because he it wet itself in his pamphlet. Right? Because he's a baby. Alright. So when you see folk in the church that are under the control of Ordinary what? Impulses. Watch this. You just know they're what? Baby, handle them accordingly.